Hello everyone, I'm Stuart Spinks and this is Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. So welcome back to my weekly podcast. I hope you're all well, and those of you having just encountered the wintry conditions brought by the beast from the east are all safe, and with the warmer weather that's starting to hit the UK, maybe, like me, wondering where all the snow's gone. Here in Norfolk, we're back to spring-like conditions, and the warmer sunshine is definitely encouraging the bees out, and mostly they're on cleansing flights, but they are doing some of the other housekeeping duties as well. I've seen quite a number of dead bees being brought out and dumped on the landing boards and in front of the hives. And for all you beginners out there, and in keeping with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, don't panic. It's just a little tidying up that they're doing. And if you're seeing flying bees coming and going from your hive, then I'm sure all is well and there's nothing really to worry about. Unless, of course, it's robbing, uh, but that's a topic for another day. Just don't panic about what you're seeing. As long as you have flying bees, then I'm sure everything's fine. I did notice that the weather is on the change again, though, and more cold, wintry weather is about to hit us for a few days. I really hope it's over quickly. I did take a walk around one of my apiaries recently and saw the willow flowers beginning to open, so it won't be long before there's a copious supply of both nectar and pollen for my honeybees there. And that's always good news. For those of you listening via the Patreon page, I continue to appreciate your ongoing support of my video and podcast content. If you're not familiar with Patreon and you're catching up with this podcast on general release. It's a support page where you can help me create more content by signing up to one of my reward tiers. These start from as little as $1 per month. I don't charge per video or per podcast, so I believe with the regular quality content that I'm producing, $1 represents excellent value for money. If you've not yet started beekeeping and you're looking for help and assistance, Take a look at my website, www.norfolk-honey.co.uk, and I'll do all I can to help out with suggestions and recommendations for you. You might consider signing up to our Google Plus group, and you can access that via the Patreon page as well. And again, I'll leave links to the various websites in this week's show notes as usual. So on to today's topic, our monthly Q&A. This is where my supporters on Patreon get a chance to ask me beekeeping-related questions and I'll attempt to provide an answer to help them and perhaps you on your beekeeping journeys. Simply sign up to Patreon and post your questions to me under the monthly Q&A section that I post each month. First up is Ian Haslam who asks, I'm about to be a caretaker for a year or so for three hives whilst the owner is away abroad. One of the hives is a quite an angle with a double brood and two supers. I gather for a year or two at around 20 degrees. The site is on a slope and the stand is slipping. The question then, is it just a case of remaking the stands? What would you expect to find inside? Maybe comb sloped so I cannot inspect. Well that's a great question Ian and thank you for submitting it. I'm going to make an assumption that you're new to beekeeping and go with some basic suggestions to help both you on your way with that 
and also maybe give some help to other new beekeepers that are out there that maybe have encountered the same situation. Over the years I've seen a number of beehives on sloping sites and I think the biggest challenge is one of health and safety for the beekeeper. So firstly you need to make sure that you're safe when you're inspecting. If the bees are on frames of comb that they've already drawn then they don't generally tend to stray too far from the angle that those frames are at and generally speaking if they're in the correct position there isn't much room for them to produce a lot of brace comb and therefore it's generally quite easy to get into the colony and to inspect them. The problem comes when they've been put into the hive maybe on foundation and it's already at an angle and then the bees have actually drawn the comb ignoring the foundation and stitched all of the frames to the side walls. I've seen that happen in a couple of colonies that I've inspected for other people. And generally speaking, you'll find that the bees will uh, adapt whatever they're in to suit themselves. I'm also going to make the assumption that you're in the UK, so we're heading towards warmer weather now, and the bees are going to start to become more active as the days lengthen. It's going to get warmer, and there'll be more food available for them. I would tackle this particular job on a nice warm day when you've got bees out and about and that they're active. Accepting that the other two hives are on level ground and they're in a reasonably stable position and okay and you've got bees flying from them, I would probably proceed as follows. Before you do anything else, watch the entrance for signs of life and make sure that the hive does still contain bees. I've again uh, seen beekeepers who have put in a lot of effort in trying to reposition hive only to then open it up and find that actually there are no bees in the hive at all. So again, we'll make the assumption that the colony is alive and well. The first task in hand is to make the site level and safe. Beekeeping can follow on from there, but you really need to make sure that you sort that out first. If you can make a level, stable base immediately next to the hive, using maybe a concrete slab, which is my preferred method, that would be ideal. Keep it within a couple of feet of the existing hive and the bees will be able to find their way back into the new position. A spirit level would be useful but not essential. Just give the base a very slight backward slope to help the rain run off the back rather than down the front and into the entrance. If you have some spare equipment available that would be good. At the very least a spare clean brood box. If you've got a spare stand, floor and brood box so much the better. Ideally, you would want to get a replacement stand and floor onto the new level site. Next, add a clean brood box and then you're ready to take frames from the old hive and place them into the new. Get suited up and light your smoker and then it's time to break down the old hive. So take the roof off and use something beneath it to make it level. Maybe something like a piece of timber or a brick would be fine. Place the roof on the ground upside down and make sure that it's uh, stable and isn't likely to tip over. The next job is to find out what's going on inside. If the bees are active, remember, use your smoker to maintain control. Take off the crime board and check for the bees in the top supers. If there are no bees there, just remove them and place it away from the hives. If there are bees in the supers, just place them on the upturned roof, on the floor, so that it sits across the top of the roof and not inside the roof. The same for the second super and make a mental note of any stores that you might have in the supers. 
If the bees are only in the brood box area, then that's great. It's just a matter of transferring the frames one by one into the new brood box. Once you've got all of the new frames in place, you'll have had a quick look at them and everything will then be nice and level. If any of the boxes are empty of food and bees, just remove them completely for now. One thing to make a note of is if there's a queen excluder in place. Uh, there probably shouldn't be if the bees have been overwintering, but if there is a queen excluder in place, then you can safely assume that the queen is in the bottom box and you can move those supers away. As you look through the frames in the brood boxes, you're looking to identify the brood nest area and move that into the clean brood box. So if the brood nest is in the supers, you can simply move the supers onto the new floor and then we can work from there. The primary task here is to make the site safe and level and worry about inspecting the bees another time. But if you've any doubt about what you're seeing, just put everything back together on the new level site and retreat for a cup of tea and fire off an email to me so we can plan the next step. All in all, you should be able to simply transfer the frames across onto the new site and then you'll have a nice level site that you can work at without any risk of the hive falling over in high winds. Good luck with it and let me know how you get on. Our next question comes from Dare Winston. Hi Stuart, I'd like to make some of those dummy boards that you use at the end of the brood boxes, except they're not dummies. There's another name for them. I'm on nationals and a full box will take 12 new frames at a squeeze. Once the bees propolize them up, it will be impossible to remove the outer frame without rolling bees. I'm sure, so I'm going to make my own. I plan to use the top bar of a frame with some 6mm board and make it fit as tightly as I can. Would you agree, please? The great thing about Patreon is that everyone can chip in and we've had a response from Pete Taylor who says, Hi Dare, just read your post. Have you looked at Dave Cushman's site at www.dave-cushman.net? You'll find plans to build just about everything beehive related there and it's free to download. And Pete's absolutely right. If you go across to the Dave Cushman website, and again, I'll put the details in the show notes, it's an absolute mine of information and somewhere that I go on a regular basis to pick up tips and techniques for the things that I'm trying to do and maybe just need a reminder. So looking at these dummy boards, uh, they're sometimes called follower boards as well, uh, but I only really know them as dummy boards. And uh, you're absolutely right, if you squeeze 12 frames into a national brood box, you are going to encounter a problem where you take out that first frame, which has got propolis and wax on it, and you end up rolling bees in a large colony. So I'm not a real fan of the 12 frames in a national brood box, but I have to say, where I've run out of dummy boards, I have used the 12 frame method. So I tend to just use a piece of plywood. I think 6mm is the right size and I just take a piece of batten and screw that through into the 6mm board. I use some glue as well and that works really well and you can move that up against the side of the 11th frame that you've got in the National Brood Box and that will prevent the bees from building either brace comb against the side of the brood box or as you say if you've got a 12th frame in there from really making it so tight that it's really difficult to take the frame out. I'm also grateful to Jeffrey Kiley who's also posted a response on our Patreon page for Dare and he says hi Dare I've run all my hives with one frame less 
with a dummy board made as you described in each. Once the board is removed, it allows you the space to review each frame and then replace back into the hive box. Having reviewed all the combs, I replaced the dummy board at the other end of the box. I personally think the operation is less stressful and there are no bees around your ankles. And, and Jeffrey's absolutely right. If you can minimise the amount of disruption in an inspection when you're going through your colony, then it helps keep the bees calm and a dummy board really does help with that. So good luck with making a dummy board and if you have a chance, please do take a photograph and post it on the Patreon page. Our next question is from Greg Palmer and he says, Hi Stuart, when should I start feeding syrup and is the end of April too late to perform a Bailey comb change for all brood and super frames, please? Well, Greg, that's a great question as well. Uh, I would say a lot will depend on why you're feeding syrup. If it's a stimulatory feeding, and by that I mean you're trying to encourage the queen to lay more eggs, uh, certainly I would be thinking towards the mid to latter part of March, uh, depending on the weather conditions. I wouldn't feed syrup until the ambient temperatures had averaged out to maybe the high single or low double figure centigrade. And as far as the Bailey comb change is concerned, I wouldn't consider doing a Bailey comb change prior to mid to late April anyway. You really need to have good warm overnight temperatures on average to be able to allow the bees to draw the foundation as much as possible and as fast as possible and if you do it too early all you're going to do is to stress the bees and encourage maybe chalk brood to rear its ugly head and you really don't want to do that so with a bailey comb change i would certainly wait until the weather has warmed up sufficiently to allow the bees to produce and manipulate any wax that they need to draw that foundation. And finally, we have a question from Duncan Heather, who says, Hi Stuart, what do you do with all the frames of honey and wax that are left over from a dead out? Bees died as a result of virus overload. I'm short of drawn comb, and I'm reluctant just to do a cutout, and was wondering if there was any other way to sterilise the frames. Well, Duncan, my advice would be don't reuse the combs. If you've had a dead out for whatever reason, I would always recycle. I would cut out the wax. I know that there are people out there that do reuse the combs, but you are taking a risk. If it's a virus overload, then you could just be presenting another healthy colony with a, a problem to deal with. So my advice would be cut it out, replace it with new foundation, wash all of the frames first so that you have clean frames and then give them back to a colony and feed so that they can draw the combs as quickly as possible. So that's it for this month's question and answer session. Thank you everyone for your questions. If you do have any questions, please do post them onto our Patreon forum page and we'll tackle more questions next month as we get towards uh, a warmer, busier period in our active season. I'm Stuart Spinks and that was Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Sweet.